you know, I think I, I would have beat Barzola, and I think I'd be fighting tonight against Magomedov. And I and I, I that's again another tough matchup. He's got great wrestling, um, top guy. But I, I feel I pair up well with all of these guys, man. Today I'm joined by the number eight Bellator bantamweight Josh Hill. How's everything going today, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Not too bad, man. You know, uh, not the greatest times in the world, but here we are. I know, right? Where whereabouts are you right now? I'm uh, New Jersey. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, yeah, what about you? Uh, I'm in uh, just Niagara region in Ontario, Canada. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. you're Canadian, so you live in Canada. You're Canadian, obviously. Yeah, makes sense. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I want to get right into it, man. Um, the last time that we saw you in the cage, uh, you know, obviously a lot of stuff happened since even the last time you were in the cage with fights and all that stuff that were supposed to happen, and then unfortunate stuff happened. But the last time you were in the cage, right, uh, in December, you picked up a victory. Looking back on that win in hindsight, what do you make of it? Was there anything you would have done differently, even though you won, or anything that you saw? Not really, man. Uh, it was one of those fights that went kind of how uh, we prepared for it. Um, it. You know, I couldn't ask for a better finish. You know, um, putting putting them um, get a nice knockout in the second round, uh, and and especially coming off a loss to my my first and only loss in Bellator to to Stotts. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to bounce back. And have a good performance and uh, I, had, I think I had a great one and um, it was a you know a, a tough fight Scoggins was like 10 and 1 I think coming into it and um, it was his first fight in the promotion too um, so yeah man I, I was I was totally satisfied with it and I want to I was hoping I really just keep rolling with that momentum into into the Grand Prix uh, and then yeah like you said shit just happened and it didn't work out unfortunately and I do want to get into that, um, but I want to ask you first, because I'm really intrigued with, you know, a lot of times guys weigh in um, and, you know, they miss weight rather. And uh, is it something that's weird mentally, maybe not scary, but is it just weird going into a fight with a guy that, you know, maybe didn't do as much as you did going into it? It was funny because I had that was my 25th pro fight and we were joking, uh, walking down the weigh-ins, um, but I've never had an opponent miss weight in all those fights which is pretty, pretty crazy, actually. Um, and then, yeah, he missed weight and missed weight by four pounds. So it wasn't even, you know, close. Like, you know, I don't, I, I hate missing weight. I've never missed weight, but I hate people miss weight. And, uh, but like, if it's by half a pound or a pound, you know, you, you can, you can, you know, kind of shit just went wrong. Maybe you just stopped sweating and everything, you know, whatever. But four pounds, that's, that's like not even, not even close. So um, for me, it wasn't like, okay, yeah, it was, you know, mentally he's going to be way bigger than me or whatever it was just more so like you didn't uh first of all it was you know your own professional you didn't um you know fulfill your end of the bargain upon a great agreement and just more so like um i just wanted to make him pay for that you know that's why like when we were talking when we came back it was like okay you get 20 percent, and then like they're like you still want to take the fight i'm like no i want more give me more so like when i asked for more and i and i think I, I asked for 50 to start i'm like give me 50 and then they're like no we ended up agreeing on uh 35 was oh, so you negotiated on that the, the percentage of his birds there yeah yeah because it's like if i'm gonna get 20 percent for a half a pound you know why am i not why am i getting the same amount for him missing by four pounds you know that's what the way I viewed it, you know? So I was like, okay, if you're missing this big, then I should get more of a cut. Yeah. And the reason that I, I was just intrigued in it is because there's so, I don't know if you know, but there's a glaringly high record that, of guys that end up missing weight that end up sort of winning the fight rather most yeah. of the time. And, yeah. uh, you know, I guess sort of you put that to rest in some sense. So, 
I've seen that. I've seen that happen, you know, many times um, with uh, which one was it? Uh, oh, with uh, the Higo fight, uh, Higo versus uh, Bendejas. Yeah. And, and yeah, Higo, he's he's been notorious for missing weight and uh, came in way heavy and he still Bendejas took the fight. Um, I don't know what percentage he got of it, but uh, but yeah, you could see in that that match too. It like he put him on the ground and used that weight advantage. You know, it was just a striking match and it didn't, you know, wouldn't play as much, you know, but when you really utilize the rest and grappling, it can be a big factor. Um, so that's why I think it should be a higher penalties. And so after the fight, um, I heard you say after the fight, sort of along the lines that you felt a bit slighted, right? That you weren't initially selected into the Bellator uh, Bantamweight Grand Prix. Do you think yeah. that you're a bit underrated by like fans and like your peers? My peers, not so much. I think, you know, the, my teammates and people that know me and know my skill set uh, and they, they, they know how high a level I am. But as far as, yeah, as far as, I think I've always kind of been like that to be in, I've always kind of flown a bit under the radar. Um, and, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like, I just felt that um, with my record, with who I fought, who I've beat, you know, all my experience, I, I think um, I definitely should be higher than, some of the guys in there anyway. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I, I felt I should have been in there uh, 100%. And, and then I was a bit, I was a bit pissed at first when like uh, I heard about like the um, uh, Pettis uh, pulling out and then Gallagher pulled out too of the Grand Prix. And, uh, you know, I was told right after my knockout that I was like the first number one alternate to get in. Uh, and then they kind of started doing like a fight to get into it again um so it just i was just like well i was told one thing and then it kind of turned into something else you know yeah i mean and, it didn't matter in the end because i i you know got got covid right before and it just brutal timing but uh but yeah at first i was a bit i was a bit fast a little bit yeah so let's say that the fight happens right and you fight barzola how do you think that fight would have gone um yeah i think i would have been able to he would he's got a very high pace like he doesn't get as good cardio and he takes a lot of shots and just keeps coming forward and a lot of guys um you know they'll start trying to empty the tank on him early and then he just kind of you know wears you down and, and usually wears and that's what he did with the with the Cald caldwell and that's what he did with um uh, nikita um, I just feel with myself, I, I, I move so much better than those guys. My striking's better than those guys. I think I'd pick them apart, move around the outside. I don't know if I would finish them. Hopefully I would, you know, but if not, I think it would be, I would be able to pick them apart. And when he did come in heavy, I could switch, uh, change levels on him, be able to take him down more so. And I think I would have either, would have got either a knockout finish or uh, a decision win. I'm sure you've been asked this a bunch of times, but how do you feel today in terms of the whole COVID-19 and all that? How are you feeling? Way better. But it just like it was it hit me. I was actually on my way out to California to train uh, for the fight. Right. Um, and I was, I was about a month out from the fight and I, and I got it. And like it just it was about one week where I just felt I was horrible. I was in bed and like just, you know, every symptom I had. And, and then I started to feel a bit better, but still like, I just, I had no energy. I was so like, my body aches would not go away. And I was just super fatigued. Uh, and that lasted for like three more weeks. So it was about a month actually total. Um, and I, I, I wanted to fight so bad, but it's like, 
I'm going to go into this fight with, you know, with like zero training, basically being sick for the last month against a guy that's got a good gas tank. Um, it just, you know, I just wasn't in the cards, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I, I, I had like joint issues. I felt like my joints were very stiff and, and uh, for a while after. Um, I don't know if that had anything to do with it or just maybe just being sick for a month just kind of took a toll on my body. But uh, but I'm feeling I'm feeling better now. I feel good again. Then. Good. Um, that's good that you feel good again. Yeah. Um, does it ever like bother you or now? Do you use that as motivation or does it still kind of linger a little bit? Eat away a little <laughs> it, bit? It linger for a while. <laughs> I would imagine. I was, uh, man, because it was just, you know, I fought, I've had four uh, Bellator fights and, and first one was in um, Oklahoma. Um, and then it was Connecticut, Connecticut, Connecticut. Um, and then it was like Hawaii, finally, somewhere cool, somewhere fun. Yeah, I'd never been, I always wanted to go to Hawaii. And then, and then of course, the uh, fight to get into the Grand Prix. So another incentive. And then, yeah, this for this to happen right before it. Yeah, I was I was pretty bitter for a bit. And, uh, you know, watching those fights, too, I was just like, ugh, kind of put me in a depressive state a little bit. But I just, you know, I had to get over it. And uh, shit happens. And it's the thing of the past now. And I just got to kind of look forward and, uh, and get back to just keep fighting and winning, man. And obviously you're in a stacked division, right? Um, oh, yeah. How do you feel that you fit into that division? Like if you were to compete in the Grand Prix, how do you think you would have done or would do? I mean, I I have all the confidence in myself. You know, I think I, I would have beat Barzola and I think I'd be fighting tonight against Magomedov. And I, and I, I that's again, another tough matchup. He's got great wrestling, um, top guy. But I, I feel I pair up well with all of these guys, man. Um, you know, the... You know, in my ideal world, I was thinking like I would, you know, get back or I'd win and get into the tournament and then get a rematch versus uh, um, Stotts in, in the finals. And then whoever wins that fights, fights Pettis. But that, that's what I was hoping. That's what I could see happening. Um, and, and yeah, just unfortunately, it didn't work out like that. But like I said, I, I, and I can compete. I can beat any anybody in the world when, when I'm on. And, uh, you know, our division is super style. The Bantamweight division across the board, I think it's the. I'm biased, obviously, but I think it's the best division in MMA right now. Um, if you look at the top 15, 20 in the UFC and look at the top 15 in Bellator, man, it's just it's stacked, like murder's row. So I would, those no are definitely easy... the two best divisions in the promotions, like definitely. Yeah, I think yeah. so too, man, um, for sure. So it's just every fight, it's a, you're fighting a, a top-notch dude, that's for sure. Yeah. And you, you mentioned Sergio Pettis, right? Uh, you saw the Horiguchi fight, right? Like, it wasn't going great for him. You know, he no. caught him at the end. And that's a champion in the division, right? Nothing to disrespect. Sergio Pettis is a great champion. But do you feel like he's the toughest guy in the division right now? Um, probably not stylistically. Um, but Sergio, Sergio is a champ. And everybody's like, oh, lucky shot, lucky shot. But there's no lucky shots in this. I, you know, he could have easily just kind of, welted away in that fight because he was losing the fight 100% or Gucci was winning from you know from the bell till, till, the, till that time um, but he stuck with it and he continued to um, you know put put offense on him and then that that sequence at the end was you know beautiful a nice head kick as he rolled underneath it finished with the spinning back fist and it was money so I give all the credit to, to Sergio for for being able to pull that one off and yeah, he's, he's, he's very good, man. He's got good footwork. His striking is obviously probably one of his best things, but, um, you know, his wrestling grappling is, is good too. But I just think stylistically I have tougher matchups with other guys um, over him. 
So is there a matchup, not necessarily who do you want next, but is there a matchup that you look at right now in that top 10 that really excites you that you think the fans would get a kick out of watching? Well, I tried, I tried to get it, but he won't fight me. And that's uh, Gallagher. Um, you know, I think everybody's trying to get him because I, no disrespect. I'm, he's not, he's a good fighter. Like he, as I said, everybody's good. Right. But I think out of all those guys, I, I think he should be at the end. You know, I don't think his skill sets on par with mine or, or any of the other top guys. Um, and, and he also has a big hype behind him, you know, Irish guy from McGregor's teammate. So he has a lot of notoriety in that sense. So that's why I think a lot of people are, are going to form. So that was the same reason I, I wanted to, I wanted to go to Ireland and fight him. I thought that would have been great. Um, and, and I tried to get it, and uh, my manager said, no, he's, he you know, won't fight you, and he accepted a fight with Brad Jones instead. Um, but that's the one that I, I was I was gunning for, for sure. Do you think you're like a win or two away from a title in the division? Do you think you're that close? So the way I see it is, is you know, I, I'm still – probably not going to happen, but, like, if something were to happen, some, somebody to pull out, I want to obviously jump in, you know, being, a, being an alternate still. Um, but if that doesn't happen, I, I feel I'm probably two wins away because just the way the Grand Prix is going to be laid out, um, you know, there's guys fighting tonight and then you got your um, semis fight set, right? So that's probably not going to happen until fall at least. Um, and then, you know, you're going to have your finals. Um, and then the, probably the winner is probably going to end up fighting Pettis, right? So it's going to be a, a little bit of lengthy yeah. process. So I, I could see myself, you know, getting a win, you know, soon, and then another win by the end of this year, and then possibly being in line um, for, for, uh, for a title shot. Hopefully, anyway, that's, that's, the, that's the goal. But three wins in a row together, three nice performances, that would be putting me right back up there. Yeah. And that seems like it's the plan, right? That would be the perfect blueprint. Like, who do you think you would face if that were to happen? Um, well, I got some – I guess I'm not allowed to spill it yet, but I'll be fighting. I got one booked. I, it's, we're booked. Oh, no. Okay, so we'll, we'll get into that. We can tease that in a second. But I meant like, who would you, who would you, who do you think you would be facing if it all went right? All the cards played well in your favor, and you fall for that title at, on that timeline. Who do you think well, would be there at the top of the summit looking at you? I, I, I probably, I, you know, I mean, I'd probably say a rematch with Stotts. You know, I, I think so. You know, I think Juan was a was a tough test for him, and I and I think Juan was winning that fight to be honest, and it surprised me. Like I'm not saying it surprised me that Juan was winning, but the way he was winning, he was utilizing and was wrestling a lot, and I thought Stotts would uh, kind of have the advantage of him there. I think it maybe caught Stotts off off guard too in that sense, but unless he got a nice nice finish, but I think yeah, stylistically, I, I could see him, um, you know, winning that win that Grand Prix, and then um, you know, it, I think him versus Pettis. I think that's a, a very interesting because they train together. But I think stylistically, again, I think he has the advantage in that one. So, you know, if it, if it played out the way I, I predicted, then it would be a rematch with him. Yeah, man. So, what do you, I mean, you sort of just hinted at it, right? Um, what do you, what could people expect to be next? Maybe not the opponent. I'm not expecting you to, you know, give a name or anything, but is there a timeline that the fans could expect to see you back? uh yeah before the end of summer for sure um yeah i i i, I wanted to stay active because last year i only i fought twice only um year before that twice only this year um i haven't got to fight yet just because of the circumstances of what happened i kind of you know with the whole covid screwed my plans over there but i want to get two fights in this year um you know i was hoping for three but yeah two i get one in for the end of summer and then another one in like 
end of the year, like November, December, something like that. That would be ideal. And then next year, again, want to have a busy year, three fights. Um, you know, I, I want to, I'm getting older. I want to get in there and get as many fights as I can and, you know, make as much dough as I can while, while I can. Right. So it's, uh, I want to be active. Are there any uh, like names in discussion? Maybe you don't really have to give names, but are there names being talked about right now in negotiations or anything? Yep. Yep. It's, uh, it's just, again, it's tough because the Grand Prix, um, right? right? I asked, I asked for, I said, like, I'm number eight. I want somebody above me, right? Obviously, but it's just hard to do that right now because the way everything's booked. Um, so that's kind of the only unfortunate thing. But, you know, speaking with the matchmaker uh, and the promotion, it's kind of like, he said, he goes, listen, don't even, he goes, I appreciate you wanting to fight people ranked above you. I get it. Um, but just everybody in that division, especially the top, say 15, um, they're all, you know, top, top level guys. So it really doesn't matter. Um, a win's a win. Um, and if you beat a guy that's unofficially ranked number, say 12 or something like that, um, you know, they look into that the same as beating somebody in the top 10 as well, you know? Yeah. And speaking of that, um, so what if Bellator came to you, you know, and said, you know, somebody like Sabatello in September, would you do it? He's yeah. Ranked behind you, right? He's nine. So, I, but it's still, again, a stacked division, like you just said, and right. they're all contenders, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would. hundred percent. You know, um, I, I never, I've never said no to any fights. I've tried to push for ones that are more ideal as far as rankings. Like, you, like we talked about, like somebody ahead of me, that's going to get me closer to a title shot in that sense. Like even the Scoggins won the last one. I was like, you know, he wasn't ranked. It was his first fight in the promotion. I was like, you know, what good of it will come other than just getting a win? You know what I mean? Um, will it really propel me? And uh, like we said, but the same reasons I talked to matchmaker there, he's like, everybody's, top in this in this division and really doesn't really matter in that sense so um ideally somebody had me but if not then i'm not going to say no to it i, I want to fight and then the paycheck is the same right so somebody that's ranked you know unofficially like i said 12 or somebody that's ranked two i'm getting paid the same and um you know i just want to win that's the most important thing is beat them what's the end goal for you at bellator then you get the belt is it to build a legacy defend the belt number of times or just to win the belt and then you know that's you know accomplished yeah i no, i i'm not i don't i'm definitely not the type of person to win the belt and then just like walk away from it um i would i'd want to defend it for sure 100 percent um i feel i'm in my prime right now i feel as far as like athleticism and fight iq and skill sets and confidence and and all that is i'm kind of at the the top right now everything's kind of meshing together so I want, that's why I said, I want to be active. I want to make us get as many wins as I can. And, and, uh, and, and yeah, for sure. When that belt is, is the, the goal for sure to being in this promotion. And I would love to defend that belt numerous times. And, and then, you know, re, I would love to retire the belt or a bantamweight champ. That would be like, who wouldn't want that? You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, I, but I, I don't look too far ahead in, in that sense. I'm just, look and fight by fight like it's you know cliche to say but i can't overlook any other point i have a long-term goal right that's that would be it and then i have short-term goals and i have to focus on those to be able to get to that long-term goal so that's that's what i'm doing yeah definitely so you had the unique experience of being on the ultimate fighter right has that mm -hmm. molded you into the fighter you are today yeah man i, I 
I always tell people like I, I really enjoyed the experience. It was fun, unique and cool, but I wish it happened to me later in my career, you know, timing wise. Um, I wish I was a much more matured and confident fighter um, than I was then. Um, Cause I just like, I never had any amateur fights or any boxing or kickboxing. I had a, a handful of grappling tournaments under my belt and I jumped right into pro. Um, so I, I didn't have much time to kind of learn. I just learned on the job. And, um, you know, it was probably about four years into my career where I went to the ultimate fighter. Um, and I just, um, and only nine fights. I, I just felt like I wasn't really, wasn't confident in my abilities. I was, you know, uh, I relied a lot on my athleticism. Um, and, uh, I wish I just, like I said, I wish it just been a more, more seasoned, more mature, more confident fighter, um, at that time. But yeah, it was, it was fun, man. You know, it was, it was a cool experience. Um, it was we kind of got shafted a little bit because it was the first year they ever did the girls and the guys. Um, and they even told us that at the start, like, they're like, sorry guys, you're taking a back seat this year. Cause it's kind of the girls are the ones being featured. Um, so in that sense, it was, you know, kind of sucked like that, but overall, man, it was fun, you know, um, made a lot of uh, good relationships from it and, and friends and, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was cool. Yeah. That's that sounds like a fun experience, but I would imagine it was a challenging one, right? Because you do hear some kind of war stories about fighters saying that it's tough to be in the house, right? It is, man, because it's it's like I said, it's just you're eating, sleeping in the same house as your opponents. You know what I mean? They're training with them too, um, and just you're not with your coaches, not with your teammates, not with your family, your friends, um, and, and you're you're stuck in a house with these people, and you're being filmed twenty four seven. You know, you gotta make weight in one day's notice so that was the other thing that's why there's so many mess weight messes on my season because yeah. there's not a lot not a lot to do right so like everybody just kind of conjugates in the kitchen and just start eating <laughs> and you know the next day you gotta you gotta make 35 right so it's it was, that was the tough part just kind of keeping your weight maintained um although you're training so much in the heat there it was easy for me to stay light but um yeah it, it's a diff difficult experience if you know, what I advise people to go that route. I mean, as far as maybe a, a cool experience or notoriety, yeah, that's awesome for that. But as far as the actual challenge itself, it's much easier just to get signed outright um, yeah. to a major organization than go through that that show. So where do you train right now? Is what I was going to ask. I'm all I'm all over, man. I have um, I train at a couple different places out here. Niagara Top Team uh, is one of my gyms. Agus MMA is another one. Um, I have my own gym as well, Vision Quest MMA. I actually just recently sold it uh, in April this year, but I still affiliate there, still coach there. Um, and then I also go down to, to Team Alpha Male in California. Um, I've been going out there actually since the Ultimate Fighter. That's where I met Uriah. And um, yeah, I've been going out there forever and I, I'll do a lot of my camps out there. So those are like my main gyms that I kind of circulate through. And how'd you get that nickname, uh, the gentleman? Are you just like a nice guy or something? <laughs> uh, well, I hope to be. I try to be, but yeah. the um, it actually comes from my um, great uncle. My grandpa's brother um, was a professional wrestler. Um, really? Yeah, and he went. He had a whole bunch of different names and gimmicks and stuff. But he, his most like kind of most famous role, he was Gentleman Jerry Valiant, um, and he was part of the Valiant Brothers, and he was actually. Um, a member of the tag team champs so the WWE was WWE now but back then it was the WWWF when Vince McMahon senior went ran things back in the 70s I guess it would have been 
Um, so yeah, we just, uh, we're joking around one day and uh, with my, I think it was my uncle or my dad. And they just said, he goes, you know, gentleman, Josh Hill. And it was, it was kind of more of a nod to my great uncle, but more my grandpa. Um, I only met my great uncle a couple of times, but he lived in the States, but, but yeah, I just thought it'd be kind of cool to keep that name going in the family. That's definitely good, man. Carrying the legacy of them, right? Yeah. Through every yeah. fight, yeah. I guess at this point, it could only be honored even more through every win. Yeah, and, and Moro, Moro Ronaldo loves that. He's the he's on the commentators for Bellator, and he's he comes from a pro wrestling like background too. He's a huge wrestling fan and commentator, and he's Canadian too. So he like kind of grew up in that circuit, and he, he remembers watching as like a young kid, like my great uncle Russell. And then we found out that I was his nephew he was like all excited about it so every time we you see him we always talk about him well josh i think that's a good wrapping point and uh, i just want to thank you for the time man and uh, all the best to you in the future thanks man yeah anytime thanks brother appreciate it man take care